Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of another film podcast. My name is Tierney. My name is Colin. And my name is Matt. And this week, uh, we're continuing our Oscars. <laughs> our Oscars set up, and now we're into three movies that were uh, nominated but didn't win Best Picture. And this week's is Four Weddings and a Funeral. And I think this might be the fastest we've ever gotten to the title of the movie. I was going to say, usually we do a lot of bullshit. Yeah. So. A race to the start. <laughs> uh, T, you picked this one. Speak on it. I did. Um, so I first came into knowledge of this movie's existence uh, after watching the 1999 movie, The Mummy. Because Jonathan <laughs> is in this movie. <laughs> oh shit! Um, so okay, finish what you're saying, and then I have I have a, I have a, I have a follow up. <clears throat> no, no, go ahead. So we've kind of mentioned this, but our like what what we're doing here is we did three movies that all won Best Picture. We did now we're going to do three movies that were nominated but did not win, and our plan for the next group is going to be three movies that didn't get nominated but we feel like they should have. Um, I don't know if we're, we're ready to announce, like, we're, I don't know if we're ready to commit to this, but I'm just, I want to throw some suggestions your way, Tierney. So okay. one, one that jumped out to me was, um, Amadeus and this movie, Four Weddings and a Funeral, both had Simon Callow. Oh, so yeah. That's you... fucking, I was like, what is he? I've seen him Wait, in something recently. Simon Callow? Uh, spoiler alert for the movie we're going to talk about at some point in this episode. Uh, he's the guy who died. Of the titular funeral. Oh! And he's in Amadeus. Wow. And Didn't recognize him at all. He Who is, is also... Who is he in Amadeus? Is he the I, friend? I don't remember. Oh, he's the friend. I, was just, I think yeah. he's the friend, but I don't really remember. Um, but he's also the uh, villain in Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. So if you yes! want to do that for your... For your <laughs> God! Your uh, should have been nominated. That could be an option. The other one that I was going to throw out was... You know, we did the Simon Callow thing, but now we could do the Jonathan thing, and we could talk about the Mummy for should have mm. been nominated. Um, I mean, yeah, both of those are mostly joke suggestions, but I'd be down for it. Uh, but a real suggestion would be uh, the Hugh Grant connection, and we could talk about Paddington too. Oh, <laughs> should have been nominated. Yeah. yeah. For best picture. And I think we know who we need as a guest uh, star. So we don't episode. have to make any commitments yet. I'm just, like I said, I just, I, I, know, I, I was, was watching was this movie. Pick Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I know. I, and, you do, and you can still pick that. That movie is great. And I would happily watch that movie again. I was just like, as I was watching Four Weddings and a Funeral, these things were just coming to me. And I was like, I need to, I almost texted you, but I was like, no, I'm going to save it for the, for the recording and get your reaction live. And honestly, you did not disappoint. So. I just uh, love Paddington so oh. much. <laughs> <laughs> and Hugh Grant, that might be Hugh Grant's best performance. He's um, so good in that. <laughs> I also thought today that it's funny that Nicole Kidman's the villain in the first Paddington and he's the villain in the second and they're a couple in the HBO show The Undoing. So it's just the Paddington villains <laughs> married in New York. And like, isn't that a murder mystery? Like, doesn't one uh, of them kill somebody? Uh-huh. <laughs> My guess is it's Nicole Kidman. Well, I don't know yet. We I, I was, got, <laughs> so far, everyone's claiming they didn't do it, but somebody's dead, so... Um, All right. Well, there we go. That's not this movie. As I say, we we got to the title very quickly, but it didn't take us long before we got to our first derailment. So, (laughs) but now we're gonna go back onto Tyranny's. No, that wasn't. 
Colin caused this derailment. Oh, that one was 100% yeah, so You do not need to apologize. It was not me. Like, yeah. That was definitely uh, my fault. <laughs> but Tierney, we're going to hop right back on your rails. And you said that, uh, yeah, you were into this because it's got Jonathan from The Mummy. That's well, that's just how I became aware of it. Because uh, <laughs> okay. I was obsessed with The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> It's a quick sidebar. I remember sitting in language arts class the Monday after I watched it and not being able to think about anything but the mummy. (laughs) I had no idea. I had never heard this. I distinctly remember thinking to myself, I don't think I've ever felt this way about a movie. ever gonna recover from this <laughs> but here's the thing it's I think like I'm 11 let's clarify <laughs> I was that a child movie, that movie oh. was formative I mean it sprung an entire oh, franchise yeah it was that also was like really fun it's it was Indiana Jones it was you know <laughs> all of the adventure movies that we love and they did it really well uh but I think it's so funny because <laughs> that's exactly how they should have marketed it. Of like, the story that changed a generation. I couldn't stop thinking about this movie. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> Summers, The Mummy. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Oh, boy. Christ. And then, I mean, shortly it made after a lot that... of people bisexual, so. <laughs> <laughs> the Mummy did? Yeah, there's like a there's a tweet or like a meme that's oh. like, yeah, because like I'm interested. The money I'll have realize. to I'll have to look it up. Uh, I mean, that was shortly eclipsed by like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. So, sure. um, but anyway, so I knew about four weddings and a funeral from looking at IMDb of the Mummy <laughs> as an 11 year old. Just but incredible a- shit. I'm so this this is wonderful. Yeah. I'm like I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Uh, and then in recent years, I think I've read somewhere that it is like one of the best rom-coms and then it was streaming on Hulu for a while and then they took it down. And so then it's just been on my watch list for ages. And so I was like, oh, might as well put it on there. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I picked it. I, I'm a little bit nervous that Matt hated it. (laughs) I thought it was fun. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, But Matt has thoughts, so... I was going to say, I'm going to jump in before Matt... Yeah. Because <laughs> we'll I talk. I feel like Tierney and I... It sounds like you and I are kind of similar on this. Like, I thought it was really fun. Like, I thought there were, like, some actual... Like, there were moments where I was actually laughing out loud. Like, alone in my apartment. Like, I thought it was, like, pretty funny. Um, and I thought it was, like, pretty cute and pretty charming. I'm not the biggest rom-com fan. Especially, like, traditional rom-coms. This one didn't um, feel very traditional, though. It didn't until the very end. And so we can talk more about that later. But, like, I was, like, vibing with it pretty hard. And then, like, the last five minutes happened. And I was like, okay, I think, I think I've, I've run out of steam here on this movie. But for the most part, I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Matt, 
<laughs> You've been biting your tongue this whole time. <laughs> I, at one point, was a fairly staunch Andy McDowell defender. Who's Andy McDowell? That is, uh, like, Hugh Grant's love Olivia interest. Oh. Yeah. Carrie. I am no longer that. Yeah. I... <laughs> I found her performance to be a vacuum. It's oh bad. yeah, she wasn't um, great. It's absorbing really life, absorbing humor, <laughs> absorbing uh, good writing into its void. I think typically she's not that distractingly charmless. I think she was very devoid of charm in this movie to the point where I was like. Are you reading the lines correctly? And I would like listen to a line and be like, "Yeah, that should have been done an entirely different way." But she does every line the same, and she does. <laughs> and they write her like a British person, but she's not. So she says stuff like "mustn't" and says stuff like, uh, "She." I like wrote. Hold on, let me look at my notes. She says "mustn't" and "frightful," and it sounds like a character that was written by a British person and then she didn't do the work to be like, and how would an American say this? Quick question though, when what part of the movie does she say that? Uh, frequently. She speaks okay. as if she is a <coughs> magazine. She's like, I don't know. Because <laughs> if it was the end of the movie, it makes sense like if she's with this guy. Uh, but no, yeah. It just, Oopsie she daisies. Just <laughs> couldn't trust. I couldn't believe that performance <laughs> couldn't believe that romance i will say i thought it was funny and i thought there were a lot of moments that were genuinely like uh i mean exactly what you want out of like cringe mm -hmm. comedy mm. of like <laughs> and it was like it's peak hugh grant of like <laughs> uh, oh yes, my god uh, yeah uh, 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 and i was like oh this is the this is the uh befuddlement that launched a thousand rom-coms like this is where it started where he was this uh, neurotic but uh i have thoughts about the plot i have thoughts about the characters <laughs> i have thoughts about the overall arc and the morality of these characters uh so i'm very excited to get started um why do you want to just uh, i don't i don't have anything to say like i i didn't make take any notes and sure i literally just watched it like 10 minutes before <laughs> we started recording so like it's pretty fresh in my mind i'm really i'm i'm willing to just kind of vibe and see where it goes tierney did you have anything or do we want to let matt just like dive i on have in? two notes and yeah. then matt you can take it away uh one of them is there's a lot of little subtle things that are like cringe humor like you said like when scarlet shows up to the wedding and she proceeds through the church and her dresses and zipped. You yep. can just see her underwear. So that was really funny. And that particular wedding made me laugh out loud with Mr. Bean. I was going to well, say. I think it's the only Catholic wedding, too, because mm -hmm. I was like, well, I know all the words to this one. Uh, but Mr. Yeah, Bean giving the <laughs> vows was fantastic. I was I... like, this is perfectly written. I was not Matt quite. Hated it, I can tell by his face. <laughs> so was... It just went on forever. It was like, how un... this is so unrealistic. Like oh, he has to I get some of these fucking words so right. Hard. I was. Yeah. I'm with you, Tierney. I, like not quite as hard as I was laughing like five minutes ago on this episode of this podcast. But 
I was laughing really hard for that entire segment. Uh, just great work by Mr. Fucking Bean as a Catholic priest. Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> when he couldn't say the dude's, like, second name, and he's like... Mumbles for a little bit and then just says his, like, final last name. Like, mm-hmm. nice, solid work. <laughs> oh, I do think the thing that made me laugh about the scene was everyone else's reactions <laughs> to him fucking up. Yeah. Of, like, like leaning over and being like, uh, he's a friend of the family's. It's a, his first mass. And then just them, like, <laughs> like holding in laughter. Well, yeah. I, was I just, thought that was fun. That, like, that whole setup was fantastic. Because I think it's fun that mm-hmm. he gets, like, just that one little line at the first wedding mm-hmm. and you're just like okay that's like a weird throwaway thing and like but it's also pretty funny first line oh it's hilarious <laughs> uh and like watching what does he, he say well Where... she, he's he says that he's like training to become a priest and i can't remember exactly what the line is but kristen scott thomas says something like uh you can't have sex it, yeah it's like something related to like she compares like I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but she, like, but makes some just, sort of reference to, like, having sex, and he's just like, uh, yeah. uh, Like, ripping <laughs> like, the back of the chair. <laughs> clearly does not know how to react to that. And she's yeah. just like, yes, this was the reaction I was hoping for. Thank you for giving me exactly what I wanted. Um, I and so, like, like he, has, the, he has that setup in that, like, in the first wedding. And so then when he comes back, you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be good. And then when the characters have that line, it's like, oh, he's a family friend. This is his first one. And they all just have this, like, they're like, oh, boy. <laughs> Let's fucking go. This is going to be the best wedding we've ever been to. <laughs> I was like, I feel like these people are extremely relatable to me and a lot of my friends. <laughs> so yeah. that, that was fun. <laughs> I will say I felt like uh, I couldn't remember Kristen Scott Thomas's name, so thank you for that. I was about to call her the girl from English Patient. Um, <laughs> another... Another tyranny, like and teenage, tw- like tween favorite. Yeah, um, yeah. Life is a house for me. Kristen Scott Thomas mm. uh, is the mom in Life is a House. And my more a of like movie for me. Life is a life is a mansion. Um, mm. <laughs> well, I, I say but, a big house, but it's it's really like a castle. <laughs> Look at you quoting the movie. Mm-hmm. It's a line from the uh, movie that we just watched. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, was but, say, I couldn't tell if Matt was just not amused or if he didn't get that, that I was referencing the movie. Or both. <laughs> I felt oh, like yeah. her character in this movie was superfluous. Uh, yeah. She doesn't really I add just, anything. Uh, I think... Matt, go ahead. Yeah, just... Wait, Carrie? You said Carrie? No, 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 no. Kristen no. Scott, Scott Thomas. Scott Thomas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could talk about that all day. There are too many characters in this movie. There 100%. are flat out too many fucking characters that aren't there for any discernible purpose. And to add insult to injury, these weddings happen way too fast. Yes. It's like one month, one month, three months, ten months. And it's like some of these people just met. Some of these weddings are million dollar weddings. Why are we why are we squishing everything into such an unrealistic timeline? Legitimately The entire something... movie takes place. In barely over a year. Really? Because the movie yes. the movie starts at the wedding, 
Which, by I the way, the I do. The second wedding was over a year later. I no, thought it was so like I two... hell no. Quick sidebar: <laughs> I did appreciate, like, I thought it was really fun that, like, basically the entire movie was just four weddings and a funeral. Like, I thought that yeah. was pretty fun and pretty clever. And yes, there were like a couple sequences in between, but for the most part, it was just like we're gonna do these things that we literally told you we were gonna do up front at the title. So that was cool. So Bernard gets married a month after he meets so, no, that no, no, girl. No. So it's so the first wedding is like the opening of the movie. Bernard and I think Sophie is her name. They get married three months later. Lydia, Lydia, Bernardi, and yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, They get married three months later, but they like three months. Oh, it's unusual. It's not unheard of. Sorry, wrong qualifying. But they like hook up for the first time ever at the first wedding. But you get the sense that they're friends. They definitely know each other, but still, like. Yeah. To go from it's like definitely it's definitely quicker now. than I would like to do. Well, I just I not even like in terms of like on a personal level like being open to committing to somebody that quickly, which I think is insane, but like outside of that, to Matt's point, how did they plan this massive fucking wedding? That's true. In 3 months. Like they must have like hooked up that night, decided the next morning that they were going to get married and just immediately started wedding planning. Because, like, you send out a save the date, like, six months in advance, if not more than that. But people didn't do that back then. In 1994? <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I think save the dates are new. My mom sent out save the okay, dates. Okay, fine. Sure. <laughs> the point is, the point is, Andy McDowell's character, Carrie. Is single. That, is single. Oh, yeah, so let's finish the timeline. And then let's... three months later... Is engaged. Is engaged, and what then one the month, fuck? one month after that, no, sorry, two months after that. So it's five months between the first wedding and her wedding. So it's first wedding, three months. Second wedding, two months. Then it's probably like a week between the third wedding and the funeral, and then it's ten months. But Bernard <clears throat> and Sophie have like two kids Lydia. that are Lydia. Sorry, they have like two kids that are like one and two. They're, I think they're right. twins. At what? the end. In, at the final wedding. At, like, Hugh Grant's almost wedding. If I didn't even notice that, but I will just call out, of course they do. Because this movie makes no fucking sense. But if they just Everyone change, is hooking okay. up and marrying and getting engaged in moments. And if like, they just change the time cards, would you be fine with it? Maybe, to be like because I could trust... later, or 18 months later, and then <clears> two years later... I think so, because it explains the length of time that something could, like, be felt for and the importance of it. But it's literally her, for the first time he ever he meets her, she's uh, a vacuum of energy, and then she goes back to America, only to come back, like, two months later, and then basically be there for the rest of the movie. So, like, they're all going to the exact same weddings. This entire group of friends, every time within one year, is being invited to the same weddings within months of each other. It's just a... I don't know if it's, like, making it too realistic, but the fact that, like, they're all just like, oh, yeah, one month later, we're going to a new wedding. And, like, oh, here comes another invitation. Well, yeah. Like, for two weeks from now, when is this wedding going to happen? Hugh Grant has that line who's like, I think I'm just going to enjoy the fact that for the first time, I have a Saturday where I'm not going to a wedding. I'm like, what the fuck is your life? That's (laughs) literally Matt's life in 2019. (laughs) That's fair. I did go to a lot of weddings. But the point is, I knew about those weddings months in advance. 
and these are crazy <laughs> to be like and and for the other couples that are set up like uh, his brother and the girl that learned sign language to talk to him which i thought was very sweet i thought it was uh, too and uh scarlet and red those two that are set up to be like oh these could be like red hot romances are not used to have fast weddings instead they make andy mcdowell's character meet get engaged marry and divorce within a year some dude who we never really see we never really hear we just know that he's a person who she's fine with cheating on and uh, he's well, as long as she's not married she's not she I said mean, she's she's engaged which is still <laughs> crazy that this like sofa cushion of a character <laughs> is like I've had that sex with 37 people or whatever the 33. number is. Come on, man. 33. <laughs> and is like, sure, I'll get married to this guy. I don't know. He seems nice. And you're just like, you're a sociopath. Whatever this character is to just be like, I figured that when I get married to him, I'll stop cheating on him. Uh, it didn't work out. Anyway, I'm going to come to your wedding, even though I pulled you along that was, while I was yeah. engaged just to fuck up your life now even though i'm the one who couldn't make a decision back then when i was engaged and now on your wedding day i'm gonna blow your life up but do it with zero charm with zero reason for you to believe that this would be something anyone would want if this was andrew scott hot priest being like i'm sorry i don't know why i'm here um but yeah uh i don't i'll have a good wedding then you would be like oh well you can't you can't leave behind a life without him. You've got to choose him. But it's Andy McDowell just like, hi, I'm also still here. And yeah, it didn't work out with a guy who no one knew and who I didn't even know and who I made a joke about leaving on our wedding, like in front of our wedding At guests. the reception. During the toast. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck are these characters? I had a lot of problem with her. But overall, everyone felt just kind of like, well, nobody. I don't know who they are. I was gonna I say nobody. There was are. no like, there was no like development of the characters, right? Like they they just were who they were, which is fine. Like I still enjoyed spending time with them, but like, you're right. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, why are any of these people friends? We have no like. There's a passing University. reference that they went. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a passing reference that they went to college together. But it literally happens once and then is never mentioned again. Whereas, like, when I hang out with my friends from college, we talk about all our dumb college shit all the time, right? So, like, it just it feels weird that, like, we never really get a sense of why these people are friends and why they all just keep showing up at the exact same events when, like, really it doesn't make a ton of sense. <laughs> like, why would they be invited yeah. to Andy McDowell's wedding? Like, why? the second why? wedding makes sense why? because, like, they were all kind of friends with each other. The two people who are getting married the second time actually met at that first wedding. So, like, that one kind of makes sense. But, like, Andy McDowell is like, oh, you should invite him. I want to invite as many people as possible so it's not just my fiance's stuffy friends I was like what the fuck why are you getting yeah. married then like if you don't have any for like why do you live here what's happening and just like in general it would have been better writing if you meet some people at some weddings and other ones at others and you give each of them more time 
to be a character instead of just like and all seven people will be having different adventures at these weddings but only some of them you'll actually understand like will actually be a storyline the gay couple i've got thoughts on the gay couple. yeah i thought you the might intimacy <laughs> that they have is the first moment when he's like oh i'm gonna clean some like schmutz off your face and then they look at each other like hmm, i love you and then sit in different rows at the weddings they're not even sitting next to each other uh they dance with different people they're never hanging out they're like occasionally nearby and then at the funeral matthew is referred to as his closest friend and i was like i don't know what this storyline is of if they were like some kind of closeted very like secretive couple but it's pretty clear both of them are gay oh Uh, it's very clear both of them are gay this movie paints it's the their relationship is addressed in the first scene because he talks about how when he fell in love with him and then what do we see we see them in like literally different rows at a wedding sitting with different people why wouldn't the couple sit next to each other and like it's just like these characters are just here to be a gay couple and then have a dramatic moment it would have been way funnier if some other person died and they all go to that funeral too like we didn't need the one of two gay characters to die also like one of the most That's fun true. characters like yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Loved him. again like it he doesn't have like a character is he doesn't have much of a characterization other than he's just like just like a a dude who just like enjoys life and just like likes being crazy which is fine like that's i loved every single thing that he did like the vests that he was wearing to all the weddings were incredible when he like rolled up to the third wedding like andy mcdowell's wedding in the like full kilt and everything i was like this guy fucking rules. Like, he's so much fun. Very he's fun. clearly just, like, heckling everybody all the time. Like, when uh, Tom's speech for the second wedding is just a miserable train wreck. And <laughs> you can just see that, like, uh, Gareth is just losing his mind. He's like, this is the that greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Like, he's so fun. And then you just kill him off because he's, like, overweight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and okay. just, like... <laughs> Why do we, like, if it's going to call out four weddings and a funeral, we know a funeral is coming. You don't really need to make it a sad shocker. And then to be the impetus of why Hugh Grant pulls along a girl that he broke up with uh, in ten months and says he'll marry her and then leaves at the altar. But, like, to have that be like, oh, we're going to die one day. Maybe I should get married. Is like, just, why wouldn't you have the fourth funeral not be Hugh Grant's? It doesn't. He doesn't need to be leaving his own wedding. Just have it be one of the weddings we have set up. Anyway, those are my big problems with it. The timeline, the realist, like who's why are these all? Whose weddings are these, and why are we doing these in this movie? Uh, but we could talk about the gags because I did think uh, I'll I'll bring up one gag that I thought was very funny, and we can just spin off from there. But when they're Obviously, every time they're late, I thought it was funny, and I was like, oh, it's me. This is me. This <laughs> yeah. is me going to weddings. Did you notice uh, that the, the time that his alarm goes off keeps changing, too? No. The first... I, 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 I wasn't, like, paying that close of attention, but I'm, like, 95% sure. The first time, it's, like, 9 o'clock. The second time, it's, like, 9.20. The last time, it's, like, 9.40. <laughs> I was like, yep, this checks out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think it's for the second <clears throat> wedding, when they're, like running up and she like 
uh, Scarlet like runs halfway up and then turns around and then like walks to where the other bridesmaids are to just like blend in with the rest of them <laughs> and just has her like hair in her hand and like <laughs> dresses on zip. The second wedding I thought, I thought was definitely definitely the strongest. I also was like what the third wedding is probably what threw me um, whereas because mostly because I wanted to see his brother get married. Yeah. yeah. That was an obvious one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it would make sense, too, because, like, I don't know, if they're all friends, they're all going to be at each other's weddings. Right. Um, right. And like I think, we like... All, I feel like we all kind of either, ha- like, know someone like that or, like, a group of people or are in a group of people where you all go to the same weddings. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't... Uh, I'm not... One of the things that I was like, how often do people actually meet at weddings? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of references to that, and I was like, uh... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it happens occasionally, but I don't think it's, like, a f- frequent occurrence. Yeah. Yeah. Although, like, Bernard, <clears throat> they didn't meet at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the only ones who actually met at the wedding are Hugh Grant and the Damp Rag. And... <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah. his brother. The credits carry as... Or... <laughs> The damp rag as Carrie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but, like, yeah, the brother and that girl, so cute. Yeah. And would have loved to see that wedding instead of a snapshot of their wedding during the credits. I did think, though, that one thing the group brings is that, like, often in a romantic comedy you're just seeing, like, one, maybe two relationships. Mm-hmm. And so this you're seeing several different kinds of relationships, and I thought that was fun. Yeah. Like, I, you're, yeah. like, different, <clears throat> like, different kinds of relationships. Like, Bernard yeah. and Lydia is a different relationship than Hugh Grant and the Wet Rag, um, <laughs> who is a different relationship from Red and Scarlet. And it's just, like, that sort of thing is just, like, oh, it's not just the same thing for an hour. <laughs> Right. Well, and I also think like the relationships within the group, like outside mm. of like the the gay couple, but like the even like the friendships themselves are all like unique friendships, right? Like you can tell that they all are a friend group. Um, but like they all have like Tom, like Tom's just the punching bag. It's like, yeah, he's a nice guy. We keep him around, but like we all know he's he kind of sucks, you know? And like so I thought I felt like the group dynamic felt very realistic to me. I just, it was, like, kind of a bummer that we never got to, like, know any of them outside of just, like, what they were pigeonholed as. Yeah. Like, they, you know, like, whatever character they are in the first scene is the exact same character that they are at the end, with the slight exception of Kristen Scott Thomas having, like, a weird, out-of-nowhere turn that she's been in love with Hugh Grant the entire time. That's, That's why I was like, yeah. just get rid whatever. of her. Yeah, she like... doesn't add anything. <laughs> I will Legitimately. say... Oh, sorry. God. No, no, I was just going to say, but legitimately, that turn is so outrageous. And so, like... It's also wait, predictable, I, too. I was going to say, when it's she says wildly yeah. unsurprising. Like, like the when whole she's time like, I'm in love like, with uh. someone. Um, <laughs> how does Scarlet know them? Just, just his flatmate? Is he, is I was going to say, like... Is she his plus one to all of these? But then she's in that wedding. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the thing. Like, I, I, I wish that there could have been a little bit more explanation as to, like, why all of these people are connected. Again, I think 
it felt very true to me that they have like you can tell that they are a friend group and they have their own like ways of working like that felt realistic it just like i wish that i could have had more context because anytime that any of them would do anything i was like but why <laughs> like and it, it could be just yeah. as simple as like when hugh grant moved out on his own he just like found a roommate and then scarlet just got like her. yeah like lumped into their friend group like that's not uncommon for that to happen, but, you know, it, it it's weird that it's just, like, so vague, and then, like, sometimes she's a member, like, she's in the bridal party, and then other times she just is there, and it's like, I don't understand why any of this is happening. I get kept getting confused because I wouldn't remember who was whose brother, and so I thought Kristen Scott Thomas was Hugh Grant's sister. No. <laughs> But because one of the lines where she's like, "Oh, I wonder if I'd hate him less if he was my if he wasn't my brother or something," which I think was said about Tom. Uh, Tom. Yes. But like, Hugh Grant was also <coughs> in proximity and like interacted with them in a way that I was like, "Wait, are they related?" Cause I didn't it seemed know like Tom a... was her sister. Was his, you know what yeah. I mean? Yep. And they're both rich. But I knew like, they were both rich. But yeah, they're siblings. Oh. And then. Uh, Hugh Grant's brother is also their friend. Everyone has everyone's brother and sisters are their friends, uh, and I don't know who Gareth and Matthew are to them. Gareth is described as a gay man, uh, so <laughs> uh, didn't they all meet? At, didn't wasn't Matthew at university with them? I would assume that college is at least some connection. I'm pretty yeah. sure Hugh <clears throat> Grant Tom. And Matthew all went to college together, and then and, Fe- and Art Angus too, the guy from the first wedding. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Which like also that's weird. Like, oh, he's the one that has kids. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. The movie like starts at a, a like a wedding, and like we never know those characters at all. Which like is fine. It just seems very bizarre. <laughs> like, yeah. But I also hated that toast of him being like, uh, you know the. Uh, 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 you know all the people that he slept with or whatever like you know what? it was so weird in like a way that I was like I don't find this charming of when he just like, kept talking and talking and everyone's like ah, ha, 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 ah, ha, ha, ha. I was like okay this is not that good of a toast do you know I for well two things uh, one I did enjoy that Tom ended up marrying his second cousin. Yes. <laughs> I really that enjoyed that. So I perfect. That, yeah. I was like, <laughs> of course. Um, but the other thing, I am just now realizing that picking this movie was probably not the best idea because Matt has thoughts on weddings. <laughs> Opinions. Opinions on weddings that at the very minimum you probably hate. 75% of these weddings. <laughs> oh, I'm into big weddings. I'm I'm not into these people at these What do you weddings. have opinions on best man speech? I uh, did you have opinions on outfits? Or like well, I mean it was the 90s so it was pretty rough all over. I was going to say uh, well, it wasn't great. Andy McDowell's but... fashion show, Andy McDowell's fashion show with the wedding dresses was so lifeless. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. I was like nobody could sell this less than Andy McDowell. I was just like now it's me in a Bo Peep costume. Now it's me in this dress. Now it's me in this wedding dress. And I was like, I can't believe what a vacuum you are. I, like, don't care about any of this because of the way you're acting it. It's brutal. Do you know who is the 
who is the best dressed in that scene? Hugh Grant. Just the deepest V. What? Open chest, down to his no, belly. No, he's just wearing, like, a Hawaiian with, like, I was like, gonna say, there's so when, when he, like, shows yeah. up on screen... I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, the casting in this moment is out of control. Which, like, again, almost, Wait, like, 95% of the movie takes place at a wedding or a funeral. So, like, everybody's almost always wearing some sort of, like, formal attire. So this one scene where, you know, this one segment of the movie where he's not wearing formal attire, he's got, like, not, like, full hiking boots, but, like, almost hiking boots and some, like, socks They're that are, like... brown shoes. They looked outrageous. And then he was wearing socks and he had like short shorts, which were not like outrageously short. I know Tierney was into it. They were not outrageously short, especially considering this took place in the 90s. But then he's got that like Hawaiian shirt that's like half buttoned and also 17 sizes too big for him. I, I thought like, it was a great outfit. I'm going to Google it right now. <laughs> it's just, it, I thought it's so wild and not like, I didn't dislike the outfit. I was just like, as soon as he showed up, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> he's a cool person. Whoever... And McDowell's not cool. So it, yeah, he's dressed like that. And she's in like, I don't even remember what she's in. Cause it's just like, well, she's wearing a like blouse. a blouse. Yeah, I was so, gonna say she's just wearing like a like a plaid button down and some like dockers. Like she's oh, not. And then she runs away after she like drops him off at his brother. She oh, literally yeah. runs away, and I'm like, "Where are you going in a rush, Andy McDowell? Never have you ever had enough energy to run." <laughs> Can I just say that if you type in Hugh Grant four, you have Hugh Grant four, Hugh Grant four weddings and a funeral, Hugh Grant four weddings, and then. Hugh Grant, four weddings and a funeral, floral shirt. Yes. <laughs> so I am not alone here. I did. No, but I recognize that look. It's a, great, also, it's a great outfit. You guys how is a can, guy that dresses in that shirt going after Carrie from America? From America. God. As in, as in she's out of his league? No. She, Guys, he's, he's wearing out of brogues. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not making fun of the fashion. I'm not I making fun of it either. I I'm just saying it looks like insane. That. It looks insane. I think it looks wonderful. <laughs> I think he looks good, but I do think uh, it doesn't make any sense that he's interested in Carrie. That's, mo- that's my biggest problem with this movie is Carrie. Because then that becomes the point of the movie. Whereas I would have preferred if, if she was just like around... Instead of like, oh, I'm engaged. Oh, I'm getting married. And you're invited to my wedding, even though I know you like me and you keep telling me that you like me. I'm just going to invite you to my wedding. And then be like, and to whoever told me that uh, I could leave my husband for you, I'll let you know. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck is this? Who is this person? So Guys, what if I just thought of this? Sequel. What? Yeah. Now, is he, it a sequel he, to the movie or is it? Uh, second season of the TV show. It says, Father of the Bride, Four Weddings, and a Funeral Sequel, Hugh Grant Walks Daughter Lily James Down the Aisle. Ooh, I love Lily James. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. It, it, and the Four Weddings and a Funeral TV show has John Reynolds in it? I don't know. I think so. What? Uh-huh. Oh, this what? cast is this cast is dope. Shit, we should have watched the Hulu thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's here's who we're working with. We got Natalie oh, Emanuel. Made, uh, Kristen Kristen Scott Thomas look real old. 
Oh, Matt, you'll be pleased to hear that Annie McDowell is on the sequel. God oh, so is it. Rowan Atkinson. All right. Let's look at the at the who. <laughs> this has been us Googling stuff while recording a podcast and you listening to it. It's got Nat- Natalie Emanuel, who played... Mm. Um, one of, she she's was, in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I can't think of her character's name, but she was in Game of Thrones. Missande. Yeah, thank you. Uh, John Reynolds. Uh, okay. Those this cast is not as exciting as I thought it was. It's from Fleabag. Demetrio, Demetrio. Oh, Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. Okay. Mm, oh, and Andy, Andy McDowell. McDowell. <laughs> she's in it? Yeah. She Fun. got in. <laughs> maybe she's maybe she's gotten better. And I, like I said, there are other movies that I don't mind her as much in, and that I I had heard that Andy McDowell was like kind of loathed by uh, other by a lot of people, and I was like, I don't really get it. I think she's fine. And this movie, I was like, wow, you're bringing nothing to this script. Every line where she's like. Well, besides drown in this rain, I guess I'll be fine. That like the writing, I thought the writing was oh pretty good for most of the movie. And like she didn't she I thought she was bad. Like I genuinely think she was bad throughout, but I thought the writing was pretty good. But the writing and her performance in like that final scene was horrendous. It was so bad and so cheesy and she was just horribly delivering these lines and I was like this movie was so much fun until it just like ran into a wall and it is just not at all fun anymore. And yeah. it's the last five minutes of the movie. Do you we know what I think also, should have yeah. happened is this should have what? ended right after he left or was like at the apartment freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but also, like, like if, if you were Henrietta <clears throat> and, Ooh. And you had been like hung up on this guy for ages. And had she? Then he well, comes, I guess she kind of had. She Sorry, was sobbing at one of the weddings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And then at the next wedding, she was like, "I'm over you." And then he comes and is like, "Hey, let's get back together." I feel like if you're that person, you go in very guarded. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh-huh. like, yeah. And then he's like, "Let's get married," and she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Like, what yeah. do you expect him to do, given I mean, 10 months? Why is he doing it? It's his fault for saying, like, yeah, I guess you will be oh, fine. Oh, he's not without blame, but just I see, like, uh, like mm-hmm. it from the woman's point of view. Did you guys notice like, that? I was like, what are you thinking, Henrietta? Yeah. And as soon uh, as he got engaged, I was like, fuck, it's Henrietta. Yeah, that was like they tried to hide it's it, but so it was so mean. so obvious that that's so what it was. But it's like truly the meanest thing I've ever seen in a rock. Did you guys? So <laughs> why would they invite Carrie to the wedding? Why would he even invite her so here's to the, the wedding? Was she, first of all, was she invited? I don't know. Like maybe she was because he was like, I didn't think you would come. So I guess like maybe he did invite her. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but also, like, if their friend group is that close, there is absolutely no way that he did not hear about her getting separated. Because, like, this wedding is taking place at minimum in late spring, probably closer to summer. And she mentions that they, like, had a really bad March 
and by April, like, the divorce was, like, finalized or whatever. There's absolutely no way that he would not have at least heard that she was single until on his wedding day. Yeah, I know, but, like, these friends hang out all the time, inexplicably. Well, yeah, people did call people on the phone. <laughs> no, and in fact, they just send each other mail, and it's always wedding invitations, and that's how they stay in touch, is by going to their various, very expensive weddings and buying statues uh, for each other uh, from their fucking registry. 4,000 pounds. It took me so long to figure out what he was doing in that shop. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I guess the registry wouldn't just be a list at, like, Crate and Barrel. Yeah. (laughs) Also, just, I know I've talked to you guys about this, but, you know, I have a public audience of one person, and I just got (laughs) to talk about how registries, wedding registries, are the bane of my existence. And I loathe them. (laughs) I've rarely ever use the gift registry. I, am, I, I usually just give cash. Never do, I don't think. I think I did once, and I was like, I hate this! Okay, so I have follow-ups. Uh, I don't feel strongly one way or another. To, I just want to put that out there. But I'm just curious why you hate them so much. Like, yeah. not you, like, just, why is that, a, like... Me? Yeah. Or man. Like, why do you... Either one of you... Again, I don't have a strong preference one way or another. I think, like, they are what they are. It is what it is. I'll move on with my life. But why just, it's weird that you have such a strong take on wedding registries. And I'm curious. I've, I have made people very angry by talking about this. Just as a heads up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. I I don't have strong opinions on wedding registries in general because I've never been married. So. Oh, I haven't either. Um, But like, I understand the purpose of the registry is like, you're getting you're starting a life together, you're filling a house with items together. But so many people get married nowadays who have lived together for a period of time and have things. So then they're just upgrading their shit. And it's just like consumerism bullshit that I just like it's all it's like capitalism and consumerism combined and it's just so wasteful where i'm like do you need another set of plates or are the four plates like however many plates people have in a kitchen i don't know (laughs) i have one (laughs) like is that not enough like why do you need more stuff why i just and then people put stuff on there where i'm like oh a pie slicer. We need a like, pie slicer. Or like a napkin holder, and it's like, I've seen yeah. you vomiting into a garbage can in an alleyway. <laughs> what are Honestly, these notions you're getting Impressive about that napkin. they made it into the garbage can if they're in the alley already. I would have just gone in the alley. <laughs> so, like, good on them for having some... Yeah. You know, wherewithal. Napkin holder. <laughs> trash. Garbage. Like, Vomit. Trash, trash can. Like, okay, cool. Good on yeah. you. And putting stuff where it needs to be. Uh, <clears throat> I don't no, know. That's I agree, just though. how I feel. No, that's... So I, 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 I've started, like... I mean, I haven't really gone to weddings because, you know, 2020. Um, <laughs> but I've started... I either do, like, for my brother's wedding, I did a cash gift. And I said, you guys are only allowed to spend this on your honeymoon. So I was like, get yourself a nice dinner go get a massage or something uh so i'm either doing like that or like donations <laughs> but i feel like donations are a bit of a, a dick move and so i just give people money because i'm like i'm not gonna give you shit or like if 
if I like knew that someone was going somewhere for their honeymoon, I might like get them an experience there. If that makes sense, like if yeah. Yeah. one of them is like, I've always wanted to surf, and they're going to Hawaii, then it's like I'll buy you a surfing lesson. I think more couples now, because people are living together and have stuff already. I've been to weddings now where they do have a list of like honeymoon expenses or like you can pay for part of our hotel room when we stay here or like we for like lessons. I haven't been to those. Something. I need to go uh, to those. Only a couple, <laughs> but like it was a website and you would like click through and basically like just charge your credit card and pay towards this fund. Which is a smart move, and I mm-hmm. think it's fun to be like, I could still bring a card, but I don't have to worry about like writing a check out and being right. like, have, have fun with this money, um, and yeah, you're putting it towards things that they want to do anyway, which is I think a worthy cause because that's what I'm kind of giving cash for is like you have expenses that aren't going to be covered by like a new casserole dish and a fucking like cake display so So stressed out guys and then i just think of all of that stuff all of their old stuff just going into the garbage and i'm like oh it's just so wasteful they probably donate it i was gonna say throwing full plates yeah it's like okay well here here go our 10 plates now that we've got these nicer ones wow they're fancy i have eight i I have one All my other ones broke. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. No mad land. Actually, to be fair, I don't have a that I have one plate and two bowls, and that's all I have. Yeah, I have eight plates, but I only have six bowls because I did break two. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I've got uh, mugs and cups galore, but a decent amount, just like a handful of plates. Anyway, registries. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not going to defend them. Uh. But also, how many gifts did they all have to bring to all these fucking weddings? Everyone getting married at palaces and estates, and they're just like, I guess another another big gift every month for my friends that I see only at these weddings, it seemed like. Uh, and he is, like, just a nice suit with tails that he just wears. As he wears the exact same suit to yeah. everything, except Whereas for the funeral. All of the girls would have to get new dresses. Cruel. It's so cruel. The <sighs> makes me so mad. <laughs> the second wedding, so the the two bridesmaids, there was like uh, Scarlet, which was like funny because she just like her dress wasn't zipped up all the way, so like that was just funny on its own. Those dresses were ridiculous. I was gonna say the other bridesmaid with that giant fucking bow, just hideous bow on the back of her dress. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was six in the nine in 1994 when this movie came out and so like i had been to some cousins weddings but i clearly did not have like an idea of wedding fashion from the 90s like that's not a thing but if that's yeah. what it was fucking yikes like that yeah, is keep me out. bad news all across the board <laughs> i love the line a bit of a meringue isn't she uh, <laughs> for that one dress <laughs> and then delivered later by andy mcdowell going a bit of a meringue huh and you're like, wow, yeah. Jesus Christ. I laughed at the first one, but not at the second one. Correct. Yeah. I didn't laugh at any Andy McDowell line whatsoever. And it, sometimes I would be like, oh, that was a joke. After. Because I'd be like, oh, I guess it was supposed to be like a charming joke that she was doing. But I feel like she falls into a pitfall that is common in a lot of rom-coms I've seen. Where it's just this girl who's like doe-eyed, like 
uh, and everything is just so softly spoken and like a little yeah. coy little smile on your face as opposed to like, <coughs> I always think of like Meg Ryan as like actually having a personality yeah <clears throat> I was picturing Emma Stone in this role instead of Andy McDowell mm. of mm. that kind of like just energy that's like very fun to be around and that, yeah. and adventurous in a way of being like okay well 17 was great uh, 1819 were together like actually delivering those stories with any sort of recall that it ever happened because I was like I don't believe I don't believe any of this you never <laughs> met these people you've been with one other person and it's Hugh Grant and your husband now like there are no adventures in your past because you emote nothing there's nothing here also like where is she supposed to be from in the US a farm She's yeah, yeah I was a farm say- the country. She said she grew up in the country, so like rural somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It's a pretty big chunk of land. Yeah. <laughs> but like, as plain as uh, this character is, this character is the color beige. Like, so she said she grew up in rural Nebraska. Is what yeah, you're saying? Exactly. Uh, so to all of our Nebraska listeners out there, we we have one we listener, Matt. <laughs> One of my one of my good friends from high school who occasionally might listen to this podcast does live in Nebraska, so Wow. Mm. Shots fired, shots fired. But also he lives in Omaha, Nebraska, which is mm. decidedly not rural, so I, I think he's okay. <laughs> anyway. Does, it, does he look around and it's just all Andy McDowell's? Yeah, he's just like Jesus Hi. Christ. <laughs> Go sit order a cup of coffee. <laughs> what would you like to order? Um did you guys notice so we were talking about Henrietta, and I was going to mention this earlier. Uh, so the first time you see her, she's like... Also, it was, her introduction is kind of funny, where he's like... Yeah. They're like, how's how's the wedding? He's like, I think it might be the worst wedding ever. The only thing that it's missing is if Henrietta shows up. And instantaneously, she's like, oh, hi, Charles. And it's like, <laughs> yes, here she is. Great. But, like, so the first time you meet her, she's just, like, a total wreck. Like, she sees him and just immediately starts crying. And you're like, okay, whatever, that's fine. The second time you meet her, she's like, seems to have gotten over it. And she's like, we're all worried about you. I'm in a relationship now. She seems to be a lot better. Okay. And then the third time you see her when they're like preparing for the wedding, it seems like they kind of made her a little bit of a bitch. Like, (laughs) I was like, that seems totally out of, out of nowhere. And again, she doesn't have a lot of stuff in the earlier scenes, to make us think that, like, that wouldn't be, you know, like, out of character for her. But I, I, as I was watching it, I read it to just be like, oh, Richard Curtis is just making her kind of unlikable. So that when Hugh Grant leaves her at the altar, like, not even, like, I don't think we should go through with this. Let's break it off before you walk down the aisle. Like, literally, the service had started, and he's like, deuces. Like, Richard Curtis was just like, well, that's a pretty dick move for him, so let's make her a little bit less likable so we might be yeah. on his side. And it was, like, so clearly obvious that I was like, nah, this this is bad. This is really bad. Oh, <laughs> like, but don't worry, she marries a royal marine that apparently she meets somehow after the credits roll. <laughs> don't worry about her. We'll just give her something to make you go, oh, she survived. My God. Uh, I did really enjoy that wedding scene where they're all at the round table and he's just with all of his exes. When they're all like playing off each other, that was yeah. really funny. We both lost a lot of weight since then. 
that, like you absolutely mm. knew that that was the woman they were talking about but it was still really funny when she was like we've lost weight since then and you're like okay yeah yes <laughs> um okay God, oh, can you before. imagine how all just like put yourself in hugh grant's scenario in shoes in that scenario that here's is the thing oh i do have thoughts on that too like what monster invites Hugh Grant's entire friend group, but instead of sitting them at a table <laughs> together, knowing that they go to the same weddings and that you met at a wedding they were all at, you put him with only his ex-girlfriends and all of his friends at a different table. What a psychotic move at this wedding. Yes. They should have called that out as like, what are you thinking? And then Lydia's like, it's because you fucked me over too, and this was revenge for that. Yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah. If like they had, they were also exes. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. It's just an insane thing to do. It was still funny though. It was very. It funny. was funny, but yeah, like it, it was just like this would never happen because I've I've been to weddings where like like my friend group is a little too large, but instead of like putting one person at a different table, they like yeah. split the friend group, and it's like okay. Half of you are going to be at this table with some people you may or may not have met. And the other half of you are going to be with this table with some people you may or may not have met. But at least, like, we're going to let you be with people who you know instead of just, like, you singled out are going to be hanging out with all of your exes because, LOL, fuck you. Like, that, I, I, I don't feel like that would ever happen. But A crazy, <laughs> a crazy development. But it was the, the wedding from hell. Uh, oh, oh. But the craziest part of that wedding, let me get into the real crazy part of that second wedding. Oh! That, <laughs> that Andy McDowell walked up to Charles to be like, hey, how's it going? How you doing? And then was like, this is my fiance. Yeah. Like, what a psycho <laughs> to be yeah. like, I'm going to flirt, get you excited, and then introduce you to my old fucking fiance. <laughs> <laughs> who I didn't even know when we fucked, and now I'm introducing him as if it's totally fine that I, you know, the last time we met was in a bedroom, and now I'm acting like, hey, old pal, stranger that I didn't know the name of until the night that we had sex. Like, Andy McDowell's character is so charmless that it makes it, like, Crazy. literally... It feels like a sociopath who's just moving through the world emotionless and ruining people's <laughs> lives because she doesn't even understand what she's doing. Like, it's, I, yeah, I literally wrote down, uh, insane Carrie walked up to him. So I was just thinking, what if, what if at the f second wedding she was like, oh, I'm dating somebody. Like, I, everything or you're saying... what if the second <clears throat> wedding was two years later? I, I sure. There, I think two there are years a lot later would have been great. A lot of different things that could have made this, like, a little bit less ridiculous. But, like, the one that... Like, if we want to keep the timeline as it is, like, everything you're saying, Matt, about her seeking him out and flirting with him and then being like, oh, by the way, I'm a engaged. Villain. Like, that's ridiculous. But A villain! If, if like, at the second wedding she were just... It, dating someone and then the third wedding she was like oh we're engaged now mm -hmm. and like that like if the third wedding wasn't her wedding but like if it was some one of the other her random brother. pairings his that had brother. happened like his brother or whomever and like at that wedding they find out that she is now engaged and that's what sends him off to like 
go be with Henrietta. Like I, I like that, yeah. that would have tracked a little bit more to me again, the timeline's still insane, but it would have been like a little bit more like less ridiculous. Cause then I yeah. think if he was like, I don't know. It just, it, the f- I don't know why <laughs> her wedding had to be the third one. I have no idea why we needed to go to that wedding. Why that marriage needed to be consummated and then broken up moments later. Like, it could have been anyone else's wedding, and having her go through and invite all those people who we don't even know, they don't even really know her. Why are they all at her wedding? And then for someone to die at that wedding that they're all at for the stranger person... Is it was beyond the pale. That third wedding <laughs> ruined it yeah. for me because I was like, I can't believe that this is happening. Just now, I'm thinking that maybe they thought of the title for weddings and a funeral, and then just wrote a script around it. Mm. Yeah, they were like, yeah. "Shit, we got somebody's got to die at some point." So uh, here we go, I guess. <laughs> if it was her husband, that's who I was hoping would, would that... die. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That would have been so funny for it to be four weddings and then literally the funeral is her husband and she's like, well, well I married him for his money. Hugh Grant and her. And then you don't have to deal with like just traumatizing yeah. Henrietta. Yeah. These two sociopaths just like ruining other people's lives for no reason. Uh, yeah. I also put in all caps five months. I don't exactly know what was five months. I think it's, I think it was like the five, wedding. five months is from the first wedding. So like literally the opening sequence. So five months is from when Carrie and Charles hook up for the first time. And when Carrie marries Hamish, that's five months. That's, that's why you wrote down five months. Jesus Christ. Cause there's a, th- yeah, it's like, so, so yeah, that, that's, that happened. I didn't they read got, any like, of those title cards. It was a very different viewing experience for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, I also wrote three months later for a whole wedding. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, another bit that I thought was very funny was when we see <clears throat> Hugh Grant sneak through the room yeah. as Lydia and uh, oh, yeah. Bernard are having sex and, like, shut the door behind him. But then we cut back in and see the door and we're like, that's weird. Like, we he already left. And then the other angle of having him trapped in the bathroom, I was like, very clever move that... It was not the exit. It was just a smaller space to be confined in. <laughs> I also just that like was didn't so really comfortable. It was it was funny, but I was like I didn't understand his motivation. Like for not leaving. No, I mean like I get why he didn't like. I mean like you're stuck there, my guy. Like like <laughs> sorry, like this is gonna be a really uncomfortable however long this takes for you. But like wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, like you're you're stuck there. So I don't know why he why went from you just being speak up before it got busy. Well, yes. Be like, oops, oops, sorry. Uh, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a Good normal point. person. I also don't think that Hugh Grant is, like, a normal person in this movie. Like, his character no. is, like, like he would never do that. Like, his whole MO is that, like, awkward, sheepish thing. So, like, <clears throat> you're stuck there, sorry. But his choice to go from, like, basically being hidden by the curtains anyway, in the dark, to, like tiptoe across the room to then have the lights turn on and then be like oh shit now i'm in the middle of everything i guess i'm just gonna like sneak in a different direction i was like this seems weird just like stay where you are wait it out and then 
<sighs> go find a bottle of, of yeah. liquor later and just like, move with purpose <laughs> yeah. or don't. Yeah, or like just sprint the fuck out of there. Like yeah, like There's just better way. Be like okay. If this is going to happen, this is going to happen. I'm just going to bolt and, like, you know, slam the door behind me and they can do whatever they're going to do. Oof. Um, I don't envy him. <laughs> yeah. The, the rings bit of having to do whatever rings uh, anyone had in the... The payoff the for that views. was really funny. Yeah, that big heart and the skull. <laughs> <laughs> very funny i did laugh at that and how long it took for us to see what the rings were right yeah we knew it was gonna be bad yeah that was what i meant when i said the payoff because like you knew it's just gonna be ridiculous but it like i was never expecting either of those things so i thought that was really funny yeah (laughs) um did we talk we mentioned before the podcast but did we talk about that love is all around you oh yeah, yeah yeah uh that was my initial thought when i was watching this is fucking richard curtis who like i like some of his movies quite a bit but like when i heard that love is all around us song and it made me think of love actually which i don't like i was like motherfuck (laughs) this reminded me a lot of love actually actually (laughs) i haven't seen that movie in so long uh yeah it's i yeah i do not care for that movie it's just very long the the girl named scarlet meeting a guy named red is a storyline that could have been in love actually like that's the exact same yep. level of like oopsie doodles i guess i guess we're betrothed <laughs> no there's also uh, language barriers as well uh-huh 100 percent correct unrequited uh, love but that's not that unusual in a romantic yeah. comedy somebody revealing themselves at a doorstep uh to blow open somebody's life uh, yep. with a revelation oh. of love uh yeah all of the fictions from love actually in segments just like love actually um but um okay what how would you rank these weddings in terms of the wedding itself i wrote this down as a game that we could play so two you four weddings four one three two four one three yeah four being hugh grants yeah hugh i grants think it would he... be an experience to be there when that happened okay fair, i'd want to climb fair. out of my skin <laughs> yeah I but say, i think I... it would be kind of like a story that you'd be like i was at a wedding <laughs> and they let he left her on the, like the does anyone have any problems and then he talked with his brother for a while and then he in just sign language her. and we didn't know what they were yeah. saying yeah <laughs> so and the priest said what's happening and, and then, then he just left <laughs> Like, that would be an incredible story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you convinced me, because I was... woman, yeah. Uh-huh. Four was definitely going to be at the bottom of my list, but you convinced... Like, the second one is definitely mm-hmm. the best one. Oh, I'd rather um, be at four than at a wedding where someone dies. That's yeah. true. That's Gosh. really unfortunate, because Cursed. that wedding is so fun. Like, Simon yeah. Callow, before he dies in that wedding, is, like, extremely my vibe at weddings. <laughs> He's just like, hell yeah, like, play this fucking Scottish music. I'm going to dance my ass off. I was like, yeah. this fucking guy gets it. And then, of course, he dies. So that's not a great look. But, like, his vibe at weddings, I was... And, like, there was one scene uh, towards the end of the first wedding... Where he's just like walking around drinking a bottle of Johnny Walker from like just straight from the bottle, and I was like, "Yeah, Amen, brother." <laughs> he was my favorite character from the beginning. I was like, yeah. "I like this guy. We'd be friends." Yeah, but no, I, so I think I think you're right. Two, four, one, three does seem to make the most sense. I think you could um, maybe switch one and four. 
depending on like what yeah. you're looking for. But I think two <laughs> is right at <laughs> two is right at number one, and three is right at number four. Yeah. Yep. I agree with that. I would be. I would hate to be at three, because I also wouldn't want to be celebrating Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Would not want to be there to be like, congratulations, and to just have her be like, thank you. We love Scotland. We always come up here because his family is from here. And I'd be like, oh my god. Would you Why guys... did I even come to this thing? <laughs> would you guys watch a movie called Four Funerals and a Wedding? Because <laughs> I would. <laughs> Can you write that? Sure. Like, like, write that. I probably would watch that movie, to be honest. I fucking would. And it's just, yeah, it's just like dark comedy <laughs> very dark comedy and then there's one wedding and it's because of one of the funerals yeah, yeah you just do a total inverse of this i would love that that would be really <laughs> funny i thought one of the few fun- i thought the funeral in this was going to be like that of like death at a funeral or any of these other like yeah dark comedies but instead it was like uh here's the really deep part where we're sad that uh coded gay character who doesn't really have any moments in which they actually express that it's just mentioned and and uh it's hinted at it's called their best friend and uh that's uh that's that's gonna be the emotional crux of this movie and it's like nah just make some old person die at a wedding and then they're like i guess we're going to the funeral then (laughs) yeah Yeah, god just make it easy on us uh i did Uh, think of you there was that line when um when uh Oh, fuck what's his name matthew is giving like the speech at the funeral and he has that one line where he's just he says something like gareth always said he liked funerals better than weddings because he liked being at like being at a thing that he might someday participate in <laughs> yeah i, I like that I yeah. that was really good i was like, I, was like oh, I thought like I, like I giggled and then i was like i bet tyranny would like that line like that feels like a very tyranny line <laughs> Because we all know we're going to die, but we don't know we're going to get married. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, what would you get as a tattoo other than Carrie's face, right? <laughs> I think just Pro- Carrie's face. You could get a disembodied outfit of Hugh Grant's outfit, I think. Probably what I would do. Yeah. Such no body. Such it's much, much no body. Much no body. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't Wouldn't know what I would get. Start from a laundry commercial. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it was just <laughs> clothes folding itself. Like, oh, wow, much no body. <laughs> no, wasn't it Such just like no body. clothes that were just like floating in the wind or yeah. something? But they no, weren't. But they, they were weren't walking. being folded. Yeah, that's what. Oh, yeah, it, it might have been actually like a, a medicine. Where it's like, do you ever feel like you? Yeah, I think it was that? actually, <laughs> and it was just like clothes, like sitting on benches and like hailing cabs, and they're like, euphoria will get you feeling great again, and then the clothes fills out with like <laughs> m- mushy flesh that fills out from the holes of the shirt, and just eyes that form from the blackness of the hollow sockets. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that commercial. <laughs> this is a commercial circa, like, 2016 for yeah. you listener out there. Yeah. Also, uh, I wasn't laughing at Matt's revision of the, the commercial. I was laughing because I had forgotten that Matt uh, s- singularizes clothes. 
So uh. when he just said, and the clothes fills out, <laughs> it, just, it just killed me. Clothes <laughs> is a plural <laughs> that it can be, live as a singular. You mean a it's collective a now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I it? wasn't a tutor. I don't think it is. I knew collective noun just from school. <laughs> well. No, but like most Some people would say. Go to school, okay, Tierney? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most people would say the clothes are filled out by the demon that you were describing, but Matt, mm-hmm. Matt doesn't go that way, and I had forgotten about it, and it made me. I didn't even notice. Oh. See, because it works. Also. <laughs> The child laugh that I hate is in this movie, by the way. There's a, there's a child laugh loop that everyone uses of, ha, 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 It's the same laugh every time. And just everyone is lazy and will just be like, instead of recording new actual child laughter, we're going to use this one, ha, 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 that sounds like a dolphin. And it was in this movie, and I hate that laugh. It's the equivalent of the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. But... <laughs> my nightmare i hate hearing it it drives me crazy i was gonna say that like whenever i hear wilhelm scream i always get really excited and whenever you hear that (laughs) whenever you hear that child laugh you want to like destroy something (laughs) yeah uh also a eulogy before the funeral what are we doing why was the eulogy before categories i just wanted those last two notes to get but (laughs) when we watch this on a plane (laughs) Probably, I probably not. There's probably better movies on there. Yeah, uh, and you already know the ending. It's not like I mean, I would watch Notting Hill again, but I don't think I'd watch I love this Notting again. Hill. Yeah, yeah. See, I, Notting Hill, you see like a full year rotate, and it's a beautiful sequence of life and and blooming. And this one, it's like one month later, everyone's getting married that they and they just met. I've never seen Notting Hill, uh, but I do. I, I did you guys ever see Pirate Radio, Philip Seymour Hoffman? I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean. That's that's what I'm talking about. Thank you. <laughs> I've seen Radio with Cuba Gooden Jr. <laughs> and at one yes. time I did a double feature of Pirates of the Caribbean and Radio. There it is. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Good job, Tierney. <laughs> well played. Uh, that one's a pretty fun movie Richard Curtis wrote and directed. I like that one. And I also really like About Time. So if I were going to watch another Richard it's Curtis about movie... About Time, you do. <laughs> it's your your boy Donald Gleason's in that one. I know. Sorry, Domhnall Gleason is in that one. Domhnall. Pronounce like Domino. Serious? Domhnall. I would watch either of those movies before I watch this one on a plane or just maybe again in general. Yeah, like, I didn't dislike this movie that time. much, but, like, I like both of those movies a lot more. Uh, so this movie only got nominated for two Academy Awards. Any guesses? Obviously, Best Picture. Best Picture. Best, and best Director. Screenplay. screenplay. Oh. Yeah, because it's, it's the structure is unique. Yeah. Whatever. I was like, I'm okay with those. <laughs> who, who, who won Best Picture? Uh, so, the nominees that year were Forrest Gump, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Pulp Fiction, Quiz Show, and Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Four Weddings should have won. <laughs> yeah, what an insane dark horse this movie is in that category. Who won, actually? Forrest, Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump. Which, like, 
of that's the, Wait, the so who's in the screenplay category pulp fiction pulp fiction versus four weddings and a funeral <laughs> yeah like, best best screenplay all... written directly for the screen pulp fiction which won bullets over broadway which is a woody allen movie uh four weddings and a funeral heavenly creatures which is a peter jackson movie oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh and red is that oh, scarlet's it's, it's, sequel <laughs> It's a spin-off the, to Four Weddings and a Funeral. It came out the same year. The, it's the part of the three colors. It's a foreign film. Yeah. Oh, is it, it was, like blue, red, and yellow, the primary colors? Uh, it is. And then the like sub-series is purple, green, and orange? It's mm-hmm. blue, so It's blue, white, and red. I believe it is <laughs> France? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Whatever. Uh, I don't think this movie deserved either of those nominations, and the fact that it was against Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> Quiz Show, Pulp Fiction, and Forrest Gump is even wilder. <laughs> that is like that. I I can't think of a comparison. Someone campaigned like, <clears throat> real hard for this. I oh my god, yeah. I'm not like mad at it getting original screenplay. I don't, I don't think it necessarily like is that good of a screen like it's it's fine I think it's it's fun but <clears throat> I'm not okay. that mad it shouldn't have gotten nominated for best picture though like this is yeah. a perfectly pleasant movie that Notting does Hill not is better than this yeah that yeah. does not belong anywhere near a best picture conversation <laughs> like oh, yeah. look at... oh oh Tierney's hair fell out uh, entirely. <laughs> her entire head is just bald now that so happened we all have of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing a lot of cleanup right now as I'm talking. Uh, we haven't <laughs> talked about whether Andy McDowell should have been nominated for Best Actress, though. Who is who is in that category? Yeah, Best Vacuum in a Motion Picture. <laughs> uh, so Best Actress that year, Jessica Lange won for Blue Sky, which is a movie Lame. I've never heard of. Jodie Foster was nominated for Nell, Miranda Richardson for Tom and Viv, Winona Ryder for Little Women and Susan Sarandon in The Client. I think Andy McDowell could have gotten it. I think Andy McDowell should have been in, in any one of those places instead and maybe one. I haven't seen the Blue Sky movie, but this was a strong performance from Andy McDowell. Yeah. It is funny to think of the person who campaigned this hard for Four Weddings and a Funeral being like, this movie is inventive. It's brand new. It's really fresh. And they're like, uh, do you want to also... Do you think we... Andy McDowell should be considered, and they're like, uh, "It's the movie is really more about the ensemble than uh, Andy McDowell. Such a small part of it, such a small part." Yeah, no one was fighting for her. Also, she was apparently voted as the most annoying character in some British poll. Uh, about <laughs> maybe that was in the Wikipedia article about four weddings and a funeral, and I was like, "Thank you, that is validation." Uh, so here's. So this obvi- this movie obviously like cleaned up <clears throat> in, at the BAFTA Awards, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a British yeah. film, totally makes sense. Nominated for best film, it won. Nominated for best director, it won. Wild, wild shit. Uh, nominated for best original screenplay, did not win. Hugh Grant was nominated for best actor. Simon Callow and John Hanna were nominated for best supporting <laughs> actor. Kristen Scott Thomas and Charlotte Coleman were nominated for best supporting actress. Yeah, and neither like just. <laughs> Andy McDowell, they were just like, nah. Like, we're going to nominate no. basically everyone else in this movie, but specifically not you. <laughs> Pretty much the whole rest of the cast. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. You have way less lines. Oh, my but God. But are also better characters. 
I will say characters. one other quick thing while we're ragging on Andy Dowell. I only really knew her from Multiplicity, which was a movie that I oh. saw when I was like 10-ish. And like it's a pretty fun movie. I have not seen it since then, so I have no idea like how good it is or anything like that. But that's like my only connection to, and only like real connection to Andy McDowell. I'm sure I've seen her in other stuff, but like that's where my mind goes. And I I just remember like, yeah, she was fine in that movie, whatever. Uh, But this year, I have watched Groundhog Day for the first time and Four Weddings and a Funeral for the first time. And I think that she's pretty bad in both of them. (laughs) So I was like... She might just be bad. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I think people ragged on her uh, as, like, the anti-Meg Ryan. Of, like, (laughs) Meg Ryan was such a, a... Like a... A unique energy a in a lot of these rom coms. Yeah, that like Andy McDowell was like, yes, whatever you'd like. Uh, also, you might know her, Colin, as the mother of your girl Margaret Qualley. I did know that, yeah. But like, I love Margaret Qualley, and that doesn't mean anything to me in, in terms of how good of an actor Andy McDowell I is. So. I think Andy McDowell might also have gotten better recently. I feel like <laughs> there, there was talk about her having some performances. Uh, in more recent movies where she was, like, pretty pretty refreshing and, like, uh, unique in her performance. But, yeah, I just don't think they directed her at all in these movies. It was just, like, say the line, and she was like, cool. And that's all they did. There was no planning. There's just, she just does not, there's just no charm at all. (laughs) Which is pretty problematic if you need to be invested in, like, a relationship like people need to like there needs to be some sort of chemistry and there just is not at all in yeah. really in either of those movies it's i think it, i think she is better in groundhog day but like groundhog day i was just kind of like Ugh. like bill murray bill murray's great this movie's really bill funny murray. bill murray um but i was like oh she's not that good in it that's yeah. kind of a bummer i will say i would still spend time on this set though oh hell yeah I get to go to weddings. I love weddings. I fucking we love going to weddings. I really should have talked about weddings specifically more than ragging on this movie, so I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> that but, well, that'll be on our, our After Dark pod, where we, we just talk about weddings. I would have gone to any of these weddings, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'd take a trip to the UK and hang out. Mm-hmm. Cha. Oh, also, the skyline of London was so wildly different from what it is now. And I, like, looked up pictures to be like, oh, shit, there were, like, none of the skyscrapers yeah. in the 90s. Uh, wow. Pretty pretty shocking, though. Because it was, like, new. the angle... Yeah, the angle of, like, St. Paul's Cathedral, I was like, oh, shit, that's, like, the downtown with, like, all the skyscrapers now. Uh, but, yeah, wild difference. Even, like, can do. Dublin from when I lived there versus Dublin now has, mm-hmm. like skyscrapers not i mean skies european skyscrapers they're not like the sears tower but they're tall buildings and they didn't have any interesting surprising yeah um what have you guys been up to this week does anybody want to go first uh i can because i didn't do much i didn't watch anything i went to go watch drop dead gorgeous Oh, Matt. <laughs> Matt ruined Sorry. Tierney's day. <laughs> I even had it on my calendar as a something to oh, do on Tuesday. It says no. Drop Dead oh, no. Gorgeous. And I went oh, to watch no. it. And I thought it was on Hulu. 
But it's we'll on get HBO you some, Max. We'll get you some login credentials. <laughs> we'll it's okay. I'll figure it out. Um, um, I read um, Darren Grayley, which is like the Brene Brown vulnerability TED Talk expanded into mm. a book. It's very interesting. Um, and then I stopped reading Shuggy Bane or whatever it's called because it was making me so very sad. Um, oh, yikes. It's, it's very well written. I was just like, I, this is heartbreaking. I, Oof. I, can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, and then I read the synopsis and was like, you made the right choice, Tierney. So it just gets, it just gets, like more horrible things happen. Um, So instead, I checked out uh, another book on my list called American Spy, which is uh, pretty good. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, Is it fiction or nonfiction? uh, Fiction. Sorry. It is not, it is a not true story. (laughs) (laughs) It is a novel. That makes it sound like it's a book of lies. It's just a novel. There is stuff, there is, like, she talks, the narrator talks about stuff that actually happened. Um, but yeah, I'm liking it so far. Nice. Uh, and then, oh, I haven't watched it yet, but apparently WTTW, the PBS station, uh, so I guess just PBS, has a Hemingway <laughs> miniseries? Is it? Have you, uh, have you is guys it a heard Ken about Burns? this? Yes. I was gonna say, I, th- I thought I saw something about this, but I did not do any research on it. Okay, I I haven't. I just saw it as as a, it was an advertisement on WFMT, the classical music station. Yep. Uh, and I was, <laughs> was this like, before Bingo or <laughs> after Canasta <laughs> with the girls? We play bridge. We don't play Bingo. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> Actually, we're, we're classy ladies. Know. I don't know how to play Bridget. I've been told it's kind of complicated. I thought you were going to say, I don't know how to play bingo. And I was like, oh my God, Tierney. <laughs> <laughs> of course I know how to play bingo. We uh, play bridge because we don't know how to play bingo, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. And I need to look into that Ken Burns deco. Let, um, let me know how that is. Because I saw that... Uh, I saw that, and I was like, I thought I remembered seeing it was Ken Burns, but then I just proceeded to not actually do any follow-up on researching whether or not I... have watched any of his series, but I know he makes them. There, are, I mean, I'm not anywhere close to a, a completist. Like, he puts out so much shit, but I've seen a couple, and they're all really good. He has the... He did the, like, a nine-part baseball series, which obviously I was very into, um, but I've seen a couple of his other ones that are solid. And yeah, he's generally considered like one of the best. So you're in good hands, presumably. Um, I don't even think they've aired yet. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just put it on your radar for future reference. <laughs> um, so last weekend, mm-hmm. we recorded our podcast on Friday night. Oh boy. And between after we got done recording. And when I went to bed on Sunday, I watched 13 movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Tyranny's horrible. <laughs> now, in, in my Shocked. defense, 
there was a massive winter storm in the Denver metro area. Oh, yeah, I forgot that you had, so I like, had a nice warm weekend. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I wasn't going to be doing anything anyway, so I'll put that out there. But also, I am insane, as you both know and our listener knows, um, <laughs> and I try and watch all the Oscar movies, or as many as I can, and the Oscar nominations were on Monday morning. So I was, like, just trying to do some last-minute homework because, you know, that's how I've always lived my life in high school, in college, in grad school. Like, wait until the last minute and power through. And most of them were not terribly noteworthy, so that was fun. (laughs) Just, like, a weekend spent watching. Like, there were some decent ones that I watched, and actually there were a couple that were pretty good. There was one documentary called Belly of the Beast, which is about how uh, a bunch of women in California prisons were sterilized against their will. Like they would go in for certain surgeries and then like they're like, it follows a few different women, but like the main woman had some sort of like, she started having like stomach pains. And so she went in, the doctor told her whatever she was going to have to go in for surgery. She goes in, she has the surgery and then nine months later is like, I haven't had my period in nine months. I wonder what's going on. And they just, against her will, just totally sterilized her. So that's, that was like, it was a very compelling documentary. Obviously the subject matter was like deeply upsetting, but. What a horrible thing to do. Yeah, it was so fucked up. I was so angry when I watched it. But again, it was like a well-made documentary. I don't know if I necessarily can like, recommend that you go check it out but it was I, it was a thing that i was unaware of so i guess like it had that going for it but um all of that is to say i have not watched or really done anything this week after last weekend <laughs> i just spent a lot of time just like fucking around on my phone and like not watching movies but uh i do want to plug uh at some point in the near future and hopefully it will be up by the time this episode goes out i did write a blog post Oh. about all the my my thoughts on the Oscar nomination. So I'm hoping that that will go up sometime soon-ish, and I'm hoping that it will be up on our website um, before this episode goes live. So if you're listening to this, go to our website, anotherfilmpodcast.com, and there should be a blog section added, and wow. maybe some of us will write on it sometimes, or maybe it'll just be this one post and then it'll never get updated again. Who can say? But yeah. That was, maybe I could write one about The Mummy. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mummy. Matt. Uh, my turn. Um, I ha- also haven't watched a ton. I have started the Zack Snyder Justice League. Oh, boy. And I can report back that I'm on part three of four. I think there's seven. I'm... Oh, I thought there were four parts. I think So I was like, 30, I'm like 50 minutes. It's yeah. a four hour Oh. extravaganza oh. <laughs> it is tedious is what I'll say uh, oh. you see every pull of every trigger you get close ups of mops you just get the slowest crawl of a pace in a movie that was already paced like trash uh, <laughs> so I'm not convinced that this is the holy grail that everyone chalked it up to be it's got a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes right now and I am doubtful uh, if this was the first version you'd seen would you feel differently no i don't think so (laughs) would you've gone to it in the theaters yes oh stupid yeah i was gonna say i 
I absolutely am going to watch this movie at some point. And I texted Matt this the other day. <laughs> Whenever I get around to watching Zack Snyder's Justice League, I'm going to rewatch Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Wonder Woman, and probably the, the Whedon cut of Justice League before I get to the Snyder cut, because I hate myself and have no self-respect. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> like... At some point, that will be a conversation that I will have on this podcast, but it is not this 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 time right now. Uh, I mean, I you could do that all this weekend. I'm not going to. I Don't. so <laughs> I decided probably be about 13 hours. I was gonna say it would definitely sorry, be about the same. Sorry, 26 hours. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> uh, I looked it up, Matt. They it's a 55 on Metacritic. Good. Um. But it's got a 9.0 user score, so that's upsetting. But also not surprising. (laughs) Here's the deal. It's just more things that you recognize. That's what I want to say about the Snyder Cut, is that it's not better, where everyone is like, no, now it's got Darkseid, now it's got this other storyline, now it's got this thing. It's not that those things work better now. It's just that there's more things that you are like, oh, and this too. Okay. Um, The pacing's atrocious. And, uh... I mean, yeah, it's four hours long. I know. The slow motion <laughs> is obscene. I said it was gratuitous from what I'd seen, and my brother was like, that's the right word for it. So, I will be finishing the Snyder Cut, and I will probably not have very changed opinions from the original. How far Snyder. into it are you time-wise? I know you said you're on Chapter 3. About an hour. Uh, <laughs> about an hour. And the big battle sequence between all the armies and Darkseid pretty fucking cool that's a scene and it's not the whole movie and the movie's boring anyway i'll finish it and then i'll have a full report um i what else did i do oh i've been rewatching search party season three with my roommates uh and cackling still great still fun to watch um and uh we rewatched bull durham great movie it's one of Hannah's favorite movies, so we watched it on her birthday, and yeah, this is like the third time I've seen it within two years, and it's just like a very funny, well-paced, uh, raunchy, goofy movie uh, that's like, it makes you feel like summer, uh, and that was a very fun watch. Uh, I Yeah, my father, every opening day of baseball season, my dad will either oh. watch Bull Durham or Major League. Or if he's feeling frisky, he'll watch both. But yeah, does he ever watch Angels in the Outfield? Uh, probably not. Does he ever watch? But this is a uh, fun game. Let's keep listing baseball movies, and I will tell you if my father has either seen them Field or watched dreams. them regularly. Yeah, he Field has seen that. It's not in the rotation. Fever what about... pitch. I've seen that, oh, and it is yeah. in the rotation. But I don't think my dad gives a shit. So, <laughs> what about uh, uh, a League of Their Own? Uh, not in his rotation, but it is in my rotation. Money What's ball? the one that has the little cartoon on the ball? Major League. Major League. Oh. Uh, Moneyball is also in my rotation. Hardball? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that. With Keanu Reeves? I think... <laughs> maybe you should. Is Michael maybe B. Jordan in that? Isn't that I also a maybe. news show? Yes. <laughs> Hardball with Chris Matthews. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. What about Michael B. Jordan suck is on in my that. balls, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. 
Um, and yeah, I think uh, I'm trying to think if I've done anything else or watched anything else really, but I don't feel like I have. So I guess that means I'm finished. <laughs>